Welcome to Passion Church. For more information about Passion Church, please visit us online at www.passionchurch.tv. Now let's join the service already in progress. Morning, and it is so good to see you. Um, I told someone this morning we're going to charge $300 for the front seats, $87 for the back seats, and we will have them lined out the doors. And I'm going to wear a cowboy hat, and, and it's all good. And uh, some of y'all will get that later. Uh, but we are glad that you are here and uh, uh, excited. Well, I have gifts to pass out today, um, <clears throat> just a couple. Uh, because of the title of my message this morning, uh, as we continue sheepish, and the preponderances of peas in this message. I have gifts. I come bearing gifts for the front row. Tari, you're going to need that. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to focus this way so y'all won't need them. Don't feel like it, Ashley. If you could spread, you hey, make your own hole. Uh, you may need that this morning. Um, <clears throat> some of y'all don't know, but you will know in a minute. Just watch the projection. Okay. So uh, I'm going that way. I'm going that way. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to lean. I'm going <clears> to, <throat> you're all right. So 500 times, 500 times at least in Scripture, uh, there is reference to the fact that we are sheep. Um, I wish that Scripture called us something else because I've recognized, as we talked about last week, uh, sheep aren't the smartest animals on the planet. Uh, we have issues because of that, and we try to become shepherds on our own, and we wander into trouble. So 500 times the, the Word teaches us that we are sheep. And so out of that, even though we don't recognize that, because I, I'm still amazed. I asked a couple weeks ago because I thought the answer would be no. I asked how many people actually grew up around sheep. And we had one of our members raise her hand and say she grew up on a sheep farm. I didn't, or Not a farm, a ranch. A sheep ranch. I don't guess you farm sheep, you ranch sheep. Um, but I see how much I know about sheep. So, uh, But most of us don't know that much about sheep. And so we struggle to uh, connect with the idea of being sheep. But even for all that, it still kind of shocks me that one of the most famous passages of Scripture in all of Scripture, the one that we seem to like, is Psalm 23. Isn't it interesting that Psalm 23, even if you don't know Jesus, that's the one everybody wants read at their funeral. I, this is not a funeral, by the way. I don't have a suit on, uh, so it's not a funeral. You're safe, okay? So so we've been deep digging kind of into Psalm 23 because I think that Psalms 23 has volumes of truth that we need to know if we're going to be as sheepish as we need to be. So let's go to this passage and read it. Psalm chapter 23. The Lord is my shepherd. Remember, he's not our shepherd, although he is. It has to become personal. He's my shepherd. And when he's my shepherd, I shall not want. That no help? Okay, some of y'all must not know him as shepherd then, because if he's your shepherd, you will not want. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down. Has he made you do anything this week? He, he, that's how you know he's your shepherd. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet or still waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You have anointed my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness 
and mercy, or in this version, loving kindness, will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Most of the attention in Psalm chapter 23 we think is about sheep. I told you last week it's really about shepherd. Uh, so we get the perspective skewed and we don't understand everything that's being said. So we dealt last week with the shepherd. But there's another uh, truth in this psalm that we tend to miss. The, the psalmist takes enough time. He, he, he begins to talk to us. We, we kind of go up past it because he's so poetic and it flows so like off your tongue that we miss what he's talking to us about. He's talking to us about the path, our path. He says it in such a poetic way that we don't even stop and think about it and, and begin to dig into it. But we need to stop and think about what he says because as he begins to talk about our path, this is what he says. He begins to talk about the up and the down, the, the, the good, the bad, the easy, the hard, the pleasurable and the painful moments of this journey we're on when we're following our shepherd. When I'm following my shepherd, there are good moments, there are struggling moments. Okay, I'm, I must be the only honest one in the room. There are days I wake up as a sheep and I gladly go after him because everything is good. But there are other days I wake up as a sheep and I don't want to follow because not everything is so great. Okay? So he begins to talk about the path. And this is the way he says it. He says, he leads me uh, into green pastures and he leads me beside still waters. I'm with him, right? Then he starts talking about the valley of the shadow of death, and I'm not liking him so much anymore. And then he talks about leading me into the presence of my enemies. Now I'm really disappointed with him, right? But, but the psalmist understood that if we are going to be as sheepish as we need to be, then we need to understand something about our path. So I want to teach you some things about the path this morning. The very first thing I want you to understand about the path is this. Our shepherd has a destination in mind for us. We, we always quote this passage of Scripture. I do. It's one of my favorite passages of Scripture. He orders the steps of righteous men and women, right? So ordered means this. Ordered means to uh, intentionally choose, to select, to line out, to have an end in mind before you ever begin. And so when we declare that God orders the steps of righteous men, we are literally saying that before we were ever placed on this planet, he had an ordered path, a selected path, a lined out path for us. Here's the issue. We think life, or we tend to live life in this zigzag, haphazard, wandering, meandering me me method, right? We just It just happenstance, coincidence. Right and okay and we just think there are these disconnected series of stops in sight, but David, the psalmist, he recognized the orderedness of our life, and so he makes this statement, and and this is a key statement. I want you to listen. If you don't hear anything else I say today, please listen to this one statement he makes because it is a critical statement in this psalm that we we just kind of go past, and we don't even think about it. He says. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. See, we don't even understand. We're just like, okay, cool. This is an unbelievably important line in this psalm. I, I prefer to talk about green pastures and still waters. But we also know if you're honest about your own journey, there are also 
times when you're in the valley of the shadow of death. And there are times that you are confronted with your enemies. And if you skip over this piece right here, then it becomes very difficult to navigate the bad days. He says, he leads me in the paths of righteousness. The ultimate sign of being sheepish is to surrender to the lordship of the shepherd to the point that whether your path is now a vacation stop or the most painful place on the planet, you recognize that he is leading you. He is ordering your steps on purpose to get you to an intended destination. And the intended destination is righteousness and for his glory. Okay, so the path that you are on has literally been chosen on purpose. Come on, touch your neighbor and say he had this plan. He had this plan. This was part of his purpose. If we don't keep that in mind, then what happens is we forfeit our destination by becoming discouraged by our journey. Because some of you love where you are in life right now, but others of you in this room hate where you are in your journey right now. But if you understand that he purposely put you on this path, see, aren't you glad I gave you the, he purposely put you on this path, then you recognize that he's got an intended end in mind. Okay, so all of that to get to this. Here's some things you need to know and come to grips with about your path. The first uh, truth out of that understanding that he, he guides our steps and he orders our steps is this. The path cannot determine our obedience. Too many of us never develop any righteousness, nor do we bring any glory to our shepherd because we don't like the path. This morning what I want to say to you is this, is that, that uh, too many of us will follow as long as it is green pastures and still waters, but as soon as valleys come into view, and as soon as we recognize enemies ahead of us, we will stop and we will quit in this journey because we don't like the path. Okay? So... This is what we've got to come to grips with this morning. The path cannot determine obedience. The shepherd determines obedience. What we know about our shepherd determines our obedience level. Because, listen, I'm just, I, I don't want to be Debbie Downer this morning, but how many of you would be mature enough to admit if you walk after him long enough, there are going to be days where the path is going to take you places that you didn't necessarily want to go? All right, so, so if we make our decision to obey our shepherd based upon the path that we're on and whether we like the scenery or not, then we will come to a place in our journey where we will quit obeying. But most of what, what I am saying to you this morning is we've got to come to this understanding that although we may not like our path, we know our shepherd. The Bible says, even Jesus himself says, my sheep know my voice. But, but that's great. But I... Has anybody else in this room ever gone through a season in your life where you can't seem to hear his voice? So what do you do when you can't hear his voice? You trust his heart. If you know more than just his voice, but you also know his heart, then what you're facing in your path, in your journey, has no bearing on whether or not you are willing to obey. Okay, so, so no one, this is what I know, no one would ever choose to go to the valley of death 
if they have an option to go to green pastures. Not very many people I know anyway. We will always opt for green pastures. But the psalmist knows enough about our path that he says there's also going to be days where there's the valley of the shadow of death. So what we must do then is then we've got to come to this place where we're willing to follow regardless. Okay? So how do we get to that place in our walk with Jesus where we're willing to go wherever he takes us? We come, we've, we've got to come to this place where we are completely set, determined for his presence more than we're concerned about our pleasure. We've got to come back to where Moses got to. Moses in Exodus chapter 33 verse 15 comes to this place where Moses has this conversation with God and God sees the now three children of Israel and he begins to talk to Moses about the children of Israel and this is what he says. He says, I'm going to send you into the promised land. Remember the promised land, how it's described? Flowing with milk and honey. It's green pastures. It's still waters. He says to him, I'm going to release you and you're going to go drive out all your enemies and you're going to take this promise that I made to you and your children. You're free. But here's the only caveat, Moses. I'm not going to go with you. Not going to do it. Because of your rebellion, because of your sinfulness, I'm not going to go with you. Do you remember what Moses says in Exodus chapter 33 verse 15? He says this, if your presence does not go with us, do not send us from here. I would rather stay in the wilderness and circle than to go into a promised land where everything is easy and, 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 and everything's like I want it, but I don't have your presence in my life. He is literally saying, I would choose a valley of shadow of death over green pastures any day if you won't go with me. And a lot of us in life, if we're not careful, we will choose pleasure over his presence. And then we get pleasure and we find out that without the shepherd, we're miserable. I got the raise, but I'm miserable because the shepherd isn't with me. I got the relationship, but I'm miserable because the shepherd's not with me. I got what I wanted, but I'm miserable because the shepherd is no longer with me. And so we must come to this place where we become like Moses, and we step up and we sheepishly say, if it's, even if it looks like a promise, and if it looks like green pastures, and it looks like still waters, shepherd, if you're not going to go with me, I refuse to go. Because the path does not determine my obedience your presence does. I'm with you. I will follow you. The, the, the second thing that I would say to you this morning about this understanding, the orderedness of our, our life then is this. We know we're on, the, how do we know we're on the right path? I, same question. I get, it started when I was a youth pastor and young people would come to me and say, how do I know God's will for my life? It continues even to this day. Again, we don't couch it the same way. We say it differently, but it's the same question. How do I know God's will for my life? How do I know I'm on the right path? How do I know I'm doing what God wants me to do? I'm going to help you this morning. How do we know? We know we are on the right path when the path leads to righteousness. I knew I wouldn't get any help, so I'm going to have to help you. Notice the, the psalmist says this. The shepherd leads us in paths of righteousness. What that means then is this, if the path that you are on leads you away from righteousness, 
then you are not being very sheepish. Okay, some of y'all not going to like this, but I'm going to break it down really practical. So let me get it like this. If you're falling in love with someone who's not a believer, when you know that the word says don't be unequally yoked with an unbeliever, then you know that you are not on a path that would be ordained by the shepherd because that path is not leading you towards righteousness. I'm helping somebody right now. But we want to act like we, we get a, I, I get an exemption because I've been good all my little life and I happen to fall in love with that person. And now I don't. Be, and we're not being shepherded by the shepherd. We're being shepherded by our feelings, our emotions. How many of you know choosing to love someone is a choice? Okay, so y'all didn't like that one, so, so then you won't like this one. When the Word says to give your very best, but you slough off when the boss walks out of the room, then you are not being very sheepish because your path is not leading you to righteousness. When the Word says not to worry, but you are stressed out to the point of falling apart, then you know you're not on the right path because your path is not leading you to righteousness. So, so let me break this down to where all of us live because, see, the truth is you can apply this principle to every part of your life, every part. When it's time to spend money, you can say, is what I'm spending my money on leading me towards righteousness? Or is it leading me towards worry? Is it lead, leading me towards debt? Is it leading me to bankruptcy? Is it leading me to brokenness? Is it leading me to pain? Is it leading me to distraction? You can apply it to what you watch. You can apply it to how you use your time. You can apply it to who you spend your time with. Every aspect of our life can be dealt with in this one phrase. Does it or does it not lead us towards righteousness? Because if it is not a path of righteousness, then don't act like you are a sheep following a shepherd. Because the shepherd would never lead you on a path that does not lead towards righteousness. I'm, I'm preaching a lot better than y'all are staring at me mean because you don't like what I'm saying. It's just, I just struggle because I find so many of us are struggling. This, this blows my mind. How many of us in this room have no problem hearing God when he tells us to do something we want to do? I wanted to buy the new car. I wanted to date them. I wanted to be their best friend. And yet the same people that had no problem hearing the voice of the shepherd when it was something they wanted to do, now when the shepherd says, don't do that, or I'm going to lead you away you did not want to go, suddenly we struggle. I just can't hear from God. I think I need to fast and pray. Could y'all, could I get a group together? Could we stop service and have everybody pray for me to hear God? Because I'm struggling to hear God. When the truth is, we just didn't like what he said, which was break up, cut the card up. Okay. We are sheepish. Listen to this phrase, please. We are sheepish when we follow towards righteousness. That's how you know you're on the right path. It's whether or not your path is leading you towards righteousness. If it is leading away from righteousness, you don't even have to stop and pray. 
You don't have to call the elders of the church. You don't have to call prayer warriors. You don't need prayer cloths. You don't need six gallons of oil. If it is leading you away from righteousness, it's not your path. Oh, actually, it is your path. It's just not the path he would choose. Okay, this is the other thing we learned. It is the path variety that is designed to produce growth in us. Why would he lead me? Some of y'all need this because you're, you're, you've lost. In the last year, two years, six months, six weeks, you've lost. There's something you've lost. Loved ones, possessions, peace, you've lost. So this is the question that we ask when we're on that kind of path. Why would he lead me into a path that produces pain? That's exactly what the psalmist just says. I wish David would have stopped after he said, he leads me into green pastures. He, he makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. Thank you, David. I love you. I'm a fan. And then he's got to continue. And he brings in the pain of life. Why would the shepherd, the one that we just sung about, that is our good, good father, lead us into a path that's scary and painful and hurts? Simple answer, growth. I want you to notice, if you will, that the rod and the staff that we talked about last week are mentioned only after the valley of the shadow of death is mentioned. You missed it because I missed it for years. The rod and the staff. Remember what, they, what the psalmist says, the rod and the staff they do, they comfort us. But he says, the rod and the staff they comfort us. But he only says that after he talks about the shadow, uh, the, the valley of the shadow of death, right? You know why? Because he knows we wouldn't go there willingly. So he knows that for most of us, there's going to have to be some pushing, some prodding. I'm glad I didn't bring the stick today. Thumping, dragging to get us to go into those paths. But I also want you to notice this. Please go back and read this carefully. Comfort is never mentioned in relationship to green pastures or still waters. Comfort is only mentioned after he talks about the valley of the shadow of death. Okay, y'all, some... Comfort is mentioned in connection with valleys. We enjoy the mountains, but we grow in the valley. I knew I wouldn't get any help there. It is the variety of our path that causes us to grow. If we were always on easy street, then we wouldn't grow. If things always turned up roses, we would develop no stamina. Because stamina is developed in resistance. We would never develop any faith because if everything is always going great, then you don't need faith. We would never develop any reliance on him because if all my needs are always being met, I will take what I have been given for granted and I will think I'm producing those things myself and I will step into the role of shepherd and quit being a sheep. But it is as I go through difficult things that I grow up. But if things were always difficult, then I would not develop any joy. And I would not develop any peace. And I wouldn't know how to rest. 
So what the psalmist is teaching us is that our path has variety about it so that we will grow. It's the up and down nature of my walk. I know y'all think that a pastor of a church should always be on the mountain. I've been on some mountains, but I've been in some valleys. It is the up and down nature of my walk that has produced growth in me. Because when I enter a valley, I learn to rely on him. I need you. I'm reminded that, the, that up on the mountain I, need, I knew you, but now this is a difficult moment of life. And if you're only going to show up when things are good, then I'm in trouble because everything isn't always good. Don't be fooled. There are people that walk around claiming to be sheep that have a perpetual smile on their face. They act like they've never been through anything difficult. They act like nothing's ever gone wrong. You ever met them? They kind of glow in the dark. You know what I'm talking about? It's like you ask them how they're doing, they're always blessed. I'm blessed. Have you ever met those people? Have you ever wanted to slap? Okay, never mind. Different. That's a different message. Those are not the people that are as sheepish as you think they are. The sheepish people are those people that have been on the mountain. But they've also walked into valleys and they've kept following. They've, they've, they've tasted paradise, but they've also, they also walk with a limp now because they've been through some difficult moments. And because they've come to grips with the fact that their path does not determine their obedience, they just keep walking. And you see them experience death in their life. And you see them experience hurt in their life. And you see them experience disaster. And even though they don't like it, they keep following. Those are the people that have grown and that you can trust. The path reveals the purpose of pain. It's growth. But it also shows us something. I'll end with this. I'll close with this. Do you recognize this morning that what this psalm teaches us is this? It teaches us that our shepherd will put us on display in front of our enemies. Are you with me? Okay, I hope so. Because this is what happens. Our shepherd puts us on display so that the enemies of our life will understand that they cannot stop the shepherd's blessings. Okay, y'all still don't have it. So what that means is this. If I'm being as sheepish as I should be, then this is what this means. You don't have to like me. In fact, you can root against me. You can set up ambushes for my life. You can lay in wait. You can try to destroy me. And the, and the shepherd of my life, in the presence of my enemies, will spread a banquet table to show the enemies of my life that they should want to have what I have. Because the shepherd's good. Okay, so what does that mean? What does that mean? What does that mean? He will show my enemies that what they mean for harm can be turned for my own good. Y'all understand that we're playing a fixed game? We win. 
Okay, all right. So what, what am I saying? Don't mess with me. This, is our, this ought to be our attitude as sheep. As sheep, this should be our attitude right here. Don't mess with me. I'm a, y'all knew I was going to come back to this. I'm a bad man, all right. Don't, don't mess with me. Give me a bad report, I'll bounce back. Why? Because I know my shepherd. Cut my feet out from under me, I'll hop right back up because I know my shepherd. Do me wrong. You don't have to worry. Don't worry about me because I know my shepherd. Some of y'all going through some brutal stuff right now. You need to come back to this understanding because some of you got your head down and you got your heart down and you got your hope down. And I'm just trying to encourage you this morning. Don't, what, what your attitude ought to be is don't mess with me. You don't know who my shepherd is. You can try everything you can try to knock me off track. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to pull back up to the banquet table and my shepherd is going to spread a feast for me. And you thought you had me down, but you couldn't knock me out because I am involved with my shepherd. He want, some of you are wondering why things are going the way they're going in your life and you're wondering why you're in the valley. Can I answer it for you this morning? He wants to put you on display. it. He literally is, he ordered, he's picked you out of the whole flock. We would understand this terminology a little bit better. The herd in Oklahoma. The herd. He's singled you out. He handpicked you. He said, this sheep right here, I'm going to take this sheep and I'm going to put this sheep on display because I recognize this is a mature sheep. So even though he walks through the valley of shadow of death, I can put him on display and show all of his enemies. All of his enemies are sitting around waiting on, on him to get mad at God and to get discouraged and to throw in the towel and say, I quit. I used to follow God, but I don't anymore. Now I'm going to turn to alcohol. Now I'm going to turn to drugs. Now I'm going to turn to all this other stuff. And instead God says, now I can trust him because I've watched him follow me all these years, up, down, in, out. It didn't matter which way I took him. He was faithful. So now I can pick him up and I can put him on display and I'll show all of his enemies that there are people in the world that are real sheep it's not just him there are some of you that are real sheep too and that's why God is picking you out of your comfortable convenient life and you go well I don't understand why is everything going wrong right now he needed a display you're the chosen model. Y'all missed my mannequin pose. That was a mannequin pose. He puts you on display. Well, life has been so good, and now every time I start my car, it won't start. That's, <laughs> that's the Ely household right there. I just Every time I was getting promotion, and now I'm getting passed over. I don't understand. It's like I've lost, lost any favor with my employer. I don't understand. I'm not doing anything different than I was doing. I'm working just as hard. It was easy to make money. Now it seems to be difficult. Everybody I love leaves. And we start beginning, if we're not careful, we question our shepherd. And what we ought to do is go, I just got picked. Tagged. You're it. Well, I don't like it. You're it anyway. Tagged. You're it. Why does he do that? Because he's tested you. 
And he's discovered that he can put you out there for everybody to see. And then they do this. They won't tell you, but they do this. I wished I had what he's got. Because I don't think I could make it through what he's been through. How is that possible? How are you walking through what you're walking through? I don't understand. And your enemies see a banquet table spread for you and they go, I wished I had that. But you never get to the banquet table if you won't walk the path towards righteousness and His glory. What are you going through? What's your path like right now? Is it easy street? Or is it filled with potholes and pain? The truth this morning that I want to leave you with is this. Your path should not determine your obedience. Your shepherd's heart that you know should cause you to say, I'm with you. Father, this morning, in spite of what we may be facing in life, in spite of the pain of our life, in spite of the path that we may not choose, that we would not celebrate on our own, we recognize that it was ordered. It's part of the plan. Pray this morning that anyone in this room or anyone watching over the internet, anyone as a part of this flock that's struggling with the path that's been selected for them, that may be thinking about quitting, that may be thinking about giving up, that maybe has caused them to become downcast. I pray in Jesus' name right now we would remember our shepherd's heart. And we would also recognize, we would also recognize that we've been selected to put your goodness and your mercy on display for others to see in Jesus' name. Would you stand with me this morning? This is how I want us to do this. I've been praying about this. I believe this is a crucial moment in the lives of so many people in our body. If you're here and you would say, Steve, the truth is, is I'm struggling with the path that's been selected for me. There are some things I'm facing now or maybe I have faced them recently and I don't like it much. I'm not talking to those of you that are on the mountaintop. Good for you. Really, good for you. I'm glad you're there. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to the folks in this room that if they were honest, they would say, this is a valley. And it's not enjoyable. And I'm struggling. I'm struggling to trust my shepherd. I'm struggling to stay the path. I'm struggling. I want to give up. Or maybe you're like what we talked about last week. You're downcast. And you just need somebody to come alongside you that would say, you know what? I, I'm part of this flock too. And I'll walk with you. And I'm not the shepherd, but I am a sheep. And I know the shepherd. And I can help you. This is how I want us to do this.
you're going to give the altar call this morning. If you would, I want you to turn to a neighbor. It doesn't have to be the one right next to you. It could be one that the Holy Spirit leads you to. I don't care. But I want you to just straight up ask them, are you struggling with your past? And if they say yes, I thought they, they smiled when they came in. I asked them how they were doing, and they said, blessed. I know. But now you're asking them to be honest. And if they say they're struggling with their past, this is what I want you to do. I want you to spend some moments, some sincere moments, ministering sheep to sheep. Well, I'm not the shepherd. I got it. But for a moment, you're going to be the shepherd with skin on. Because sometimes the sheep lead other sheep to the shepherd. New Testament, they tell us to bear up one another's knees. To touch and agree. So, Father, I pray we would be honest in this moment. We wouldn't put on a mask. We wouldn't fake it. We would be absolutely transparent about where we are in our walk with you. And I pray that you would position people around us that will respond like Jesus would respond. Jesus' name. Would you talk to your neighbor for just a moment? Come on. Follow the leading of the Holy Spirit for just a moment. Talk to your neighbor. Are you struggling in your journey? Is this a path that you don't like?
Father, this week my prayer is this. There are a portion of us in this room that are going to find ourselves led in the green pastures and beside still waters. And this is going to be a really, really good week. I pray for us that those of us that are led into that kind of a path that we would, first of all, enjoy it. And that it would be the we, it would be the most enjoyable season, because there are some that will experience that this week that need to be refreshed and renewed, and restored. And I pray they would milk it for all it's worth. They would be as close to you as they've ever been. The second thing I pray over those of us that experience that this week is that we wouldn't forget that there are other members of our flock that are not in that season. And in our own time of enjoyment and pleasure, we would be very conscious that around us there are other sheep that are part of our sheep family that are struggling. And that this is a hard season. And I pray that out of the goodness that we experience and the pleasure that we enjoy, we would reach out to those that are not as fortunate. And we would just remind them, not we wouldn't flaunt, but we would remind them that their day is coming. It's been a privilege to have you join us for this time of ministry. To find more Passion Church resources or to make a donation online, visit www.passionchurch.tv. Remember, you can't live without passion.